Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking asleep Below it at night she saw your feet A heavier feet stand deeper Deeper than you know Farther than you go this wild mother Hi everyone, welcome back. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I look totally different. <laughs> but <laughs> it's because I thought I was going to be beating the system and doing my own hair and it turned orange and I had to go to another hairdresser to fix it. So I look different and I'm embracing that change because obviously it was time for a change. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, what I saw in ceremony last week, but also the downloads that I've had and along the way that kind of support the vision. So we're going to talk about holding space and what that means <clears throat> on a spiritual place or spiritual realm. So um, I'm going to first give you an example of, of kind of a slap on the hand I got from ayahuasca, my first ceremony. And I think I might have talked about spoken about this when I talked about that experience in Costa Rica, but um, when it, we were assigned rooms, my friend Sai and I were assigned like the honeymoon suite of rooms and it was just huge and had its own shower and a huge bed and all this stuff. And, um, you know, obviously thinking we're, wow, that's amazing. And, and ended up Sai has become one of my closest friends. She comes to do ceremony with me many times in the States and she doesn't even live in this country, but we definitely are soulmates and that was all predestined. But what happened for me in that experience is I started to feel guilt because um, as the day went on <clears throat> and other people were arriving and being assigned their rooms, I realized that some people were actually sleeping on um, like fold out cots on the ground and then I had this feeling of that's not right. I, if I, why would I be in this princess bed <laughs> and you know perfect situation and someone else not having a good experience? And it wasn't only that the accommodations weren't good for some people, but they were um, far away from the the ceremony space, so they had to take a car to get there, and it was just a hassle. So. On the way to from the airport to the resort, I sat next to one of my sisters. Her name is Maddie. And we really had some really deep conversations. So the first person that I thought to open up the room to was Maddie. And I asked Sai, is it okay if we invite another girl to stay with us? Because I, I heard that some that she's sleeping on the ground. So I asked her and she said, oh my God, yes, thank you. And she moved into the room and my mind thinking, perfect. Well, 
that first night in ceremony, I was shown, no, that wasn't perfect. (laughs) And I realized that instead of holding the space for what is, I, my ego was wanting to make it better for another, but really not making it better for her, making it better for me so I didn't feel guilt about having something that she didn't. And what they showed me in ceremony was that when you try to alter someone else's experience, you're no longer holding space for that experience to unfold exactly as it is meant to. So they showed me, for example, she was put into a situation that was more challenging so that she could let go more in her ceremony, right? Like it was a kind of like a duel with the, her ego and her process to get herself to release the ego and have the ego death. And I was shown that I actually interfered with that. So that was my kind of first lesson of, oh, even though my intention was to to help, right? You never know what's going on on the other side of the equation. And of course, her human self, of course she wants more um, comfortable accommodations. Who wouldn't, right? So she didn't know either. So yeah, she accepted and and the and the ceremonies went on but i was left feeling like did i hold her back from her full potential of growth in those ceremonies and not only that did i hold myself back because instead of just allowing the flow of what was i tried to interfere and say this is how I think it should be. I don't think I should have this big bed to myself. I know I don't need this. And, you know, again, it's my ego, even if it's in the detriment of the ego to try to help someone else, it doesn't matter. Either way you look at it, you're changing what is and what is planned to be. And also every situation, and I've talked about this before, but every situation that we're in, it's, literally planned out before you even are born like every person that you come into contact with and everyone that touches your soul in your life you know that soul and even this situation with maddie i'm sure it all she she agreed to go through this process with me so that i could learn my lesson but when we look at what does it mean to hold space for another? Can we allow others to have the tough experiences without putting our influence on it, whether it be through, you know, helping them out in some way or sending prayers or, you know, asking whatever, making the situation better? Are we then taking away their opportunity to grow. Because as you guys, I'm sure all know, growth happens through experience and through most of the time, it's the harder experiences that really ingrain the growth in us. And it's only in hindsight that you can see, oh, everything happened exactly the way that it was meant to so that I could come back to my center. And can we allow the person to find their grace in what is? And that word for me has come up so many times this week because someone in the group uh, showed me grace beyond anything that I could have expected or hoped for from that individual. And it showed me that even though I'm here trying to hold a space, they held 
steady. And, and, and this is the biggest lesson is that she held space for me to go through this kind of, uh, rebirth and also the unknown space for me and of what does this mean? How do I even do this? Like all of the things that were up in the air last week, she really held space for me to go through it. And actually in saying that too, it's not just one person. There were many people that held space for that. And because there weren't judgments in that, in those conversations, it allowed me to come full circle to seeing what I was also learning through it, right? Like, it's not like I know everything in any way, but it's like allowing myself to have the space to figure it out for myself, I guess is the best way to say it. And what I'm realizing is that when when we truly hold space for one another, it's holding that center of grace, knowing that that soul wouldn't have chosen this experience if they weren't up for the the challenge or the task, right? And I know that when we're in the dark night or we're in in the muck, it is Im- impossibly hard, and you really think that there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel. But what I want to let you guys know is that when I was going through my dark night, I didn't have spirituality. I literally felt so alone in the experience. And of course, in hindsight, everything is exactly how it is supposed to be. But if you're listening to this, you have support. And literally, this vibration is holding that space for your rebirth and for you to go through it. So to think that you are alone in this is is completely not acknowledging the the souls that have surrounded your birth. And by that, I'm one of them. And I know that even if you're not connected with the soul tribe group, it's more of that our higher souls are holding the space for us around each other. And wow, I I asked. So in in the ceremony last week, I asked, what is what does it mean then when I am going into someone's energy and helping heal them or you know doing a healing session with them? And they, of course, in the medicine for me, it's never just an answer. It's always like it goes way deeper and it's a, a totally explaining the whole process before coming back around to answer the question. But it started with showing me that we each are surrounded by our own matrix. And and this word is like something that I've talked about many, many times. And yes, I see mine, uh, but... We all carry our own. So what it looks like is literally a grid system that's holding your body in this time and space and matter. And it's, it's, imagine like in New York City, there was always scaffolding around on the streets and scaffolding everywhere, which held the structure so that work could be done on these high rise in these buildings. But the structure and the scaffolding is what holds it in space. So your matrix is essentially the structure that supports you. So what I was shown was that we each carry this own, our own matrix, which is a structure that holds your vessel in this time space reality in matter. 
And when two people come together and decide that it's time to work together, again, it's not something that's decided on this plane. It's your higher selves working together. So that's what I was shown. It's not me doing anything. It's really not you doing anything. It's a coming together of our higher selves saying, and they're both working on each other's matrices. So even though I can see the matrix and I can feel into what you're going through, you're doing the same for me. Or and if you weren't, you wouldn't be called to work with me. Whatever, whoever you're called to work with and you know is that catalyst to help you move to the next level of yourself, your higher self is showing you that. That's why I don't talk about healing. I talk and I even ask them, like, I don't feel comfortable talking about what I do because it's not happening. It's not me, number one, but also it's something that is a contract with another that is so sacred and I don't feel like I should be talking about it. And they said that when I put the experience through my throat, which is my vibration, I will be able to understand or explain it in a way that helps people to understand why this is this type of thing is important if you feel called to it. So I agreed that I would talk about it. <laughs> so when you have this support structure, imagine in any scaffolding, it needs structure to hold you in place. And over the years, when you're not connected to your higher self, there is wear and tear that happens. And it's nothing bad. There's nothing like you're blocked, you're, you know, something bad's going on with your energy. All it is is a tune-up. And they use this word a lot with me in that what happens when my soul and another or my higher self and another higher self decide to work together, it's because we've already seen each other's matrices and know where the exchange can happen. Because here's the other thing, I'm not the only one going into the matrix of you and just doing a one-way service. What happens is whatever comes through your matrix to help heal your current situation, I'm also receiving that energy. So I know that sounds a little weird, but what really happens is it comes through me in order to give it to you. A lot of times people can move their own energy and do their own healing, but if there is a, an opportunity where you feel the call to work with another human being, it it's not like that that source energy just is funneled to one person. And even if it's not my my message to receive, I do, I feel it. And that potentially could be just because that's one of the areas that I feel energy. But I, I always am left feeling um, energized and also reborn in that experience. So what happens is that we are, we are tuning up the energy and you know that I can be that tool for you. But the other thing that's interesting is that, and I knew this because I always step out of the way and let spirit work through me, but it only, I can never do anything detrimental to anyone's vessel or energy or chakra system because they only show and they only allow us to tune up what is ready, meaning 
what can your soul handle at this point? Now, a lot of times it will push to your limit for sure, but it's it's because you're ready for that limit. It's never going to be something that knocks you off your kilter in any way because that's not how it works. Like you cannot um, transmute anything that you're not ready to release. So essentially it's just me flushing the pipes in a way like because I can feel it and know where those those sticky pieces are I can flush the pipes and help to bring in the ener- the new flow of energy at a higher vibration into the body so but what they what I found so interesting is that it's it's happening on all of your timelines even though it's happening physically in this one it's a ripple effect so even if let's say you in this timeline think i think i'm ready for an upgrade and i think i'm ready to work with whoever but you try to schedule with them and it doesn't work out or the timing is off or the timing is six months away it means that your other levels and your timelines are not yet ready to receive that full upgrade that this time-space reality is ready for. So it's also knowing everything is perfect in the timing that it happens. And I mean, there were... I did a healing session this week that I thought was ready probably about four months ago. (laughs) I I thought I could see that it was time four months ago for this person, but that person wasn't ready. And, and I know that I just held back. I waited and waited until that it kind of bubbled up and it was time. But what came through was the most beautiful experience of her. And she was ready to embody her higher self and learn how to start holding her lights, which is amazing. And, you know, you think like, aren't we all ready to do that? But the truth is, no, it's uncomfortable. And I I went through a practice of under like helping her understand what it feels like to hold the light. And it's it's really not um, our vessels are not really equipped or, or even used to that vibration. So it can feel overpowering. And and I think I talked about this last week, they talked about training with it and just holding it for as long as you can and then releasing it and doing it again and then releasing it. And that is what holding the light is. And the reason that this came up is that we have to start holding it, like holding and vibrating outward. And I know this feels like I've talked about it before because I feel like I have. But at the end of the day, the only way we affect the change is being the change. And if you're, you are divided and you are scattered and your energy is all over the place, you are not centered in your light and you aren't vibrating outward. And what happens when you are vibrating outward is that you don't have to do anything. It's a ripple. It just goes and goes and goes, not only to your timelines, but to everyone in your community, to the world, to everything. And that is what it means to be a portal. If you are caught up in the physical things happening in your world and that's where your your energy is going, how do you hold the light? How can you, right? Like you can't. You have to be able to pull back and find that center space for that light to come through. And I mean, it's funny because going into that session, I thought it was going to be something totally different. And again, I think... I had the idea of what it was. We had a conversation like a week before the actual session happened. So she ended up 
being able to clear a lot of things that I was already anticipating ready to come through. So by the time we actually had the time space of meeting up, it that piece was already cleared because she knew it too and she did the work to clear it. So then I was able to just work on bringing in the body, bringing in the, the higher self into the body and embodying her. And that is what can happen. So no matter if you feel inside, I need help, but I don't know where to go from here. Just take a breath and start tuning in. Is something pulling me? Is like, um, I'm not, I don't want to use myself because I feel like we all are called to whoever we're called to. But if someone is has had synchronicities with you that it's just feeling like you know, there there was a person and I talked about it that I did a past life regression with. The moment that I heard her voice, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, she was um, a trigger for me to release something. And that's the knowing that you have to get to, the place of discernment where you don't even have to question. Like for me, it's been so clear and I can't, I mean, really, I don't think I've worked with anyone that I have felt that call that I didn't get a piece of the puzzle for myself. So whenever you have this uh, this being drawn towards someone's energy or synchronicities lining up, look at that. Just explore it. Try to keep the mind out of it. Of course, it's hard. But try to understand that that's your higher self trying to guide you to the next step so that you can elevate too. Because a lot of the times we can't do it ourselves. Now, this piece about holding space, let's say in our lives we have a lot of things going on. And and I don't have children, but a lot of people that do, you know, I can't even imagine the chaos and the, the, the things that are going on in someone's life that has children. So imagine how spread out your energy is making sure this one's okay, this one's okay, whatever, right? Like it's literally spread thin. Who's holding space for you? That's what you wanna get back to. Who is holding space for you? And if you are feeling the call to work with someone, it's just that you need that kickstart. Now, if you have the time and space to keep meditating and going in, you have the potential and you can, do your own own work, your own healing, your own activations. There is never, ever going to be a time where you can't do it yourself. But sometimes the reflection or the fractal of yourself, your higher self through another, is it moves quicker. So in my case, I've had many activations through my awakening and Some of them have been through teachers, some through plant medicine, some through meditation. I mean, like it it goes on and there never is, it never stops with one. (laughs) That's the other thing is that there are always going to be, once you get used to that vibration of that new activation, the next one comes in and the next one and the next one. And the reason is because we are ever evolving. We're never going to be like stagnant. So now it comes back to this thing that I I have noticed myself speaking a lot of, and I don't think we ever had a conversation about it. But I talk a lot a lot about I know nothing, and or the being of no thing. And what that feels to me is the more that I say it, the more that I acknowledge that I am nothing the more my vessel is empty to receive everything. The moment that we think we know is the moment that you block 
that energy flow, no matter where it's coming from. It could be, again, through your own healing, through your own self or from another. It's the letting go of the ego to receive, receive the synchronicities as they come in and stop letting the mind doubt like or question. Because I'm also feeling a lot of people will get the hit and then they'll they'll want a confirmation. They'll want someone to like, you know, can you tell me what you can do for me? Or, you know, they want to almost like dig before just doing the work. And a lot of healers feel a little bit, um, they can feel your doubt. And this is the thing with energy. The moment that I feel someone's holding back, I know we're not ready to work together. Because if you are not 100% ready to move that energy, I can come and I can show up, but nothing will change. So when the timing is right and you let go of the fears or the concerns or the whatever is fishing or moving around in your head, that is the time. That is the space of release. And knowing that no healer is a healer. They're just holding space for the energy to move and help you elevate, right? And I I really um, just the main thing that I know is that, and I've talked about this, I don't do anything but hold the space. It's the the womb that is coming through me that holds it so that the rebirth can happen. And I would say that's true of any healer. I think you get to a point where you know it's not you. And if you are still thinking that you're doing anything, again, you need to check yourself because that's ego. (laughs) Even... I would say even if you are psychic or a medium or all of these things, it's just spirit working through you. The the personality, and I say this all the time, Gabrielle knows nothing. I, I don't know anything. When someone asks me a question, I, again, I put her on the side and I tune into what is. what If I am nothing, what comes through? What is the vibration that comes through? What is the, the lesson? Because it, usually if someone asks me a question, there's a lesson in it for me too, right? So I'm also, also always learning and absorbing. And I feel like that is what it means to hold space. Anyone that is a true shaman or a true healer knows this they know that it's you doing the healing and you're bringing in the the frequency that allows it to happen and it's almost like the combination of the two you guys have agreed to it you knew that this this podcast was going to be an activation for you that's how you found it there is no other way i don't advertise it like you know like it's all everything is always aligned and what we're being called to is acknowledge the synchronicities acknowledge that the proof is you that someone brought this to me today too they're having a, a hard day and saying what I feel like I need proof. And I my immediate response is, you are the proof. You are the proof. We have to stop thinking that it's outside of us. This soul, this heart is the proof of change. And I, I can only use myself as the example of I, I am a totally different person than I was two years ago. And I allow it to flow through without the ego and I, I'm saying this lightly because 
I am human. I last week was a big I rebirth for me. And I felt like, again, I was in the toe of this vessel, <laughs> just clamoring for space to even breathe. But I'm back to the space of, again, I know nothing, but I am willing to know everything that I'm ready to know. And, and whoever comes into my path, I look at every single one of you as a blessing in that accelerated growth, because you will also get to the point that the people that arrive are just reflections of where you are on the journey. And can you then hold space for that part of you? Whether it's something that activates you in a negative way or a positive way. And I'm trying my best to do the same, but it, also documenting it as it goes. So it can be messy and it can be perfect. It's everything. And I I don't know I, I go back to this place of, I don't know what, what this is. I don't know because I can't know. I, I know every day a, a little bit more. And I just am trying to show up and be that, you know, I, 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 the other day I listened to a podcast that was sent to me after the last episode and, um, I don't, I think it's called Deep Dive with Adam. I think his name is Adam Roa. And um, I will link it below in case I'm getting this wrong. But he was doing an interview with uh, a person and there were a lot of activating points in it. And I don't know her name because I wasn't planning to talk about it. So um, if you're in the Energy Tribe, you know, and I already shared it with you. But there were so many activation points in there that my body was like, no, I don't identify with this or I don't, you know, like, but I kept listening. And then I have to look at it like, why did this come in? Right? Can I step back from the ego and just hold space, hold space for this other person's reality? And then when I could do that, I found that there was a, there were nuggets in there for me that I I, if I stepped out of my own way, could hear. And it was a, it was a great thing for me to be pushed in that direction because that's what this life is. We're always being brought to things that are going to challenge the status quo of us, right? And what does it mean? This back to this holding space. Can you hold space for yourself to expand even when it makes you uncomfortable? And I mean, you know, that's saying a lot. I, I don't even know how do we, well, I would say this at that point of expansion and discerning, not through your ego, but discerning through your body of what feels good to explore at this time. That's an acceleration point. So in the case of this podcast, the thing that popped out to me out of the whole, it's like an hour long or something, um, was she talked about astrology and how she believes that um, side reel astrology is more accurate than tropical. And as you guys know, and I think I've talked about, I've been really interested in astrology recently. So then it sent me on this whole new tangent of digging and diving deep on, is this a real thing? 
And I mean, I know it's a real thing, but is it worth my energy? And all the way, I am feeling the call to explore it. But I also am checking in with the pendulum to see, is this worth my energy to explore? And it started going deeper and deeper and deeper. And then one of the girls in the energy tribe talked about using the side reel for your human design um instead of tropical. And when you do that, it changes your whole design. And what does that mean? And it's funny because then I she sent me mine and I am still a projector, but th- my um, cross of incarnation changes, my um, profile changes. And I so I, I went through and I read the ones that had changed too. And I was like, yeah, I could see this. So I went from a 2-4 to a 6-1. And I then got kind of a this download of, is this coming to me now because I'm ready to embody this profile, let's say, and this, I'm just using a very specific example because me two years ago reading 6-1 profile, hell no, I would be like, or sorry, I think it's actually, no, it's the 6-2 profile because it still has the hermit in there. But it's all about leadership. It's all about setting the example. It's all about being stepping into that place. And you guys know I'm terrified of that place. But isn't it funny that as this rebirth happened and I'm embracing my more masculine part of me, this nugget of a podcast gave me a thread that I followed, right? And then I, it's like a flower that's unfolding, to reveal something deeper. And this is what I'm talking about synchronicities of when you hold your own space, you allow to feel into all of it and not needing to question before the questioning comes, right? Like, so as I'm going down this path and and understanding this new human design profile, um, what's interesting is it actually, I in this new profile, and if you're watching YouTube, I'll put them side by side, my head ajna and throat are all connected and and defined in the new profile which what's funny about this is that i am the same way with richard's energy we can he lines up that headspace to the ajna to help me bring down the downloads but in this new side reel version i do it on my own and i'm also single definition so i i can see like huh this is very interesting and then the conversation in the group came as, are we just all? Are we all of it? And I've heard that before because the Gene Keys is also tied to human design. And yes, we are all of it. But the deeper you get on your path, can you hold space for all of it? That's a whole nother thing, right? Can you see the parts of yourself that you weren't ready to see and then start embodying it? And I think everything comes down to can you hold again, hold space for all of the signs, all of the synchronicities without needing or having judgment. Or I 100% believe in tropical and therefore that's it. Can you expand and allow both? What's wrong with that? Can you allow both sides of yourself to exist at once? And then once you do that, can you even allow another? And can you keep expanding? And that is what it feels like to grow your matrix, to make it stronger. Because the more that you allow yourself to get out of the confines of your structured reality, that's growth. That is the elevation. That's the rebirth. And 
all of it comes back to just having compassion to hold grace for your vessel as you go through it. And that is it. And I I just want you guys to know that it is literally every day a new adventure. Like this adventure for me is like <laughs> the most exciting time in my life from the moment that it started because there is never going to be I'm never going to to know enough. I'm never going to feel like I'm complete and that I've got it because I know I will never get it. And I don't think that's the point of this lifetime. I'm exploring it all and I'm absorbing it all. And it feels like when it resonates, it's it's a, a like a ping of, yes, you did that right. You followed the signs. And instead of holding back because you're busy and you don't have time, you followed the intuition. I want you guys to become the most empowered beings that we all can be. Because why? We need to shine our own lights. It's the most important thing. I know it now 100% that that is why we are here. We cannot change or elevate anything if you are not centered and shining your light from that space. So I hope this is helpful, you guys. And I want you to know too that yes, I sometimes can give you answers to things, but also know I am on the journey. I don't want you ever to apologize for asking me questions because if I can, I always will answer. And it, it excites me. It enlivens me to hear from you guys. It never feels like a burden. And it's like you guys literally are the, like I've talked about this too, the reflection of what I'm putting out. So I welcome it. And always the questions that you have, they trigger something in me too. It's never a one-way street. Never. It always feels like there's a nugget for both parties. When, when an interaction happens, if it's of the highest level and highest vibration, what you are curious about or what you're going through is something I'm going through or else we wouldn't be having the conversation. And that is what it is to hold space for each other in this evolution of ourselves. Let's just try our best not to think we know the answers. Let's try to go to this place of no thing and really sit there, really sit there. Because yes, there's a lot of knowledge going around, but I know nothing. Because why? In a, then tomorrow, everything could change, right? I could expand even more. And that's why we're here. Expansion, growth, breaking the mold, opening up the matrix, creating more light for it to flow through you. Let it